0: Right, <laughs> welcome back to um, the podcast and my FNAF phase, by the way. Oh okay, God, so the perfect s- special intro. episode, FNAF, yay, oh my God. <laughs> I'm excited, I don't know about you two, but...
1: Oh, my uh, oh I love the lore, I just love
2: don't it. Don't
0: even get me started on the lore, oh I could go on for hours about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very interesting, actually, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it's funny, because so many people, like...
3: <laughs> Sorry. And our, Sorry gener- <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and our generation, mm-hmm. like,
1: know it or they don't, or they do and they think it's weird. I, if they know it,
2: it's either they know it because of a meme or they're into the lore and the fandom. Or
1: map patch. Next
2: song.
0: It's this is like an hour long, so oh. it's it's just gonna continuously play songs.
1: Okay. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless you just don't. Like just continue. The, okay.
0: I'll deal with music while these two talk.
1: Okay. All right. Um, my whole thing is, like, I discovered it, like, y'all probably discovered it because you're younger than me, so y'all mm-hmm. probably discovered it at the age of, like, eight or nine. Third grade. How old
0: are you?
1: I'm 17. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm 16.
0: I turned 16 on Friday.
1: Yeah, y'all younger than yeah. me. Yeah. I'm,
0: like, by a year, by a couple months. Yeah,
1: that's middle, why yeah. I said y'all are probably eight or nine, nine when y'all discovered it, because you're you're younger than me. By yeah. a couple
0: months, not... I would still be the same <laughs> age as you. Not necessarily. Once I turn 16, I'm less than a year younger than you.
2: Yeah, but you're younger
0: oh. than me. Oh. and by how? Well, when were you born?
2: Uh, September 23rd.
0: So I'm still not even a year younger than either one of you. So we all could have <laughs> discovered FNAF <for laughs> at the same time. And I could have been younger, but not by a whole year.
1: Oh. Well I was like well, nine grade or 10. Wise. Well, gr- okay, grade, y- grade wise. Well okay, let's not talk about grade wise. Grade wise I was in like yeah.
0: third grade, I think.
1: Oh yeah, then I was it's in fourth same. grade. Y'all
0: were probably you were probably in third grade I was too. In third. You were in fourth. I was in fourth. Oh yeah. my god, five nights at Freddy's when that first came out. <sighs> I remember when like the demo came out. <sighs> oh, oh my, my goodness. I'm I remember like
2: trying to search up like news footage of the yeah.
1: nav F- because I thought it was <laughs> real. Yeah, a lot of people uh, thought it was real.
0: I I low key
1: wish
2: it was. I'll never forget
0: the time. I was like my bro- The first time I ever discovered FNAF, my brother made me play it. And I didn't know it was a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> so, I, you know, what just imagine, FNAF? you know, itty-bitty, like, third grader me sitting <laughs> mm-hmm. in this chair with, like, headphones on. Volume max, by the way, because I have no idea. <gasps> I have <gasps> no idea. So,
2: oh, that's traumatizing. So,
0: my first jump scare was Foxy. I remember it so vividly. Isn't Foxy
2: the worst
1: one, though? Okay, him and Bonnie Mm. are really aggressive in their own... Like, Bonnie, of course, is, like, one of the first ones that literally comes at you, the first one to activate. But Foxy's really aggressive in the fact that he literally runs and jumps at you. because, okay,
0: so what happened was I'm sitting there, and, like, my brother goes, shut the door, Mm -hmm. and so I was somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I was quick enough to shut the door. Mm-hmm. And I panicked and I opened it.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was too scared to look at that screen. Oh yeah, man. I remember.
0: Oh, my God. That's I just bought the core collection for my Switch because it was on sale at I, Target. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I've already beaten the first three games. And I have. It's been, like, a couple days. I, I, I can't. I'm too scared. I'm I want to get it. Again. I am the under the king of Five Nights at Freddy. I I and don't the kid. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna let them go back to talking because I talk a lot. I need <laughs> to do I need to do music. So okay.
1: <laughs> fine, Abram. Um, but like, yeah, my thing is like a lot of people don't understand and like if you just enjoy the games, fine. That's perfectly fine. I have no problem with it. But I am somebody who likes to like really deep dive into things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people either discover the lore by themselves and then h- people help add on to it. Mm-hmm. Or they watch MatPat or other game theory uh, theories and then get the lore. Uh, I discovered it yeah. on my own. Same. And then people added on to it. I was like, eh, makes sense. But I'm going to tweak that just just a bit. That's going <laughs> to get out of me. I
2: Okay, so I knew about Five Nights at Freddy's because of my brother and his friends. Because they were playing it because it was a popular game at that time. Yeah, And the beta version, too. Um, y- they would play it right beside me uh, while we were going to soccer practice, and I would just watch them play it, because I was too scared to play it. Like, I would open the app, right, and I would just stare at the screen for, <laughs> a, like, ten minutes, because I was As too scared. just flashed back. Yeah, because it's, like, that weird, um, <laughs> static thing, yeah. and it was too scary. I'll never
0: forget, I'll never forget when FNAF 3 mm-hmm. was announced, right? And it was... It, we didn't know about Springtrap, and we didn't know where it was going to be located. Nothing had been released. We just knew that there was going to be a third game. Yeah. And I remember watching this video on YouTube, and it was like, it was a fan-made trailer of what mm. the game was going to be about, and it took place in a mall. <laughs> and I was like, that's interesting concept. And I'm younger, so I was like, oh, it's going to be taking place in a mall. It looks super scary. And I bought the game, <laughs> and I just sat there. And like, like what you did. I <laughs> would just sit there, and I was just like...
2: <laughs> You know, do I want to? I can't to? deal with the nightmares.
0: It took me until I was like ten to actually play the first game, like mm-hmm. actually get through the nights.
1: I will be on. Yeah, I've never completed At the first game. At first, I was like, "Oh my god, are you serious? Oh
0: my god, uh, stop! Can we do a podcast today. like that? Can we have Angelina play?" The first five minutes of Freddy's game oh on a god. podcast we on the
2: screen. T- oh. no. yeah, we could. Oh my
0: god. Because yeah. it be
2: really personally like. We just start a
0: YouTube channel where we just play games. That's why just I was saying.
2: asking in the beginning when you were listening if we wanted this to be on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, we could have it on we YouTube
1: should do where we not only have like our episodes released there for people, but like behind the scenes and just random things of us doing stuff like playing FNAF. Mm-hmm. No,
0: literally, because we, <laughs> we should all play it together. Totally start, like, posting YouTube videos of just us playing games with <sighs> commentary. Yeah. Do you know... Okay, this is a very... <laughs> I grew up with a very different childhood. I don't know uh-huh. if anyone's... Do y'all know who Game Grumps are? You yes. Do you know who that is? Yes. you know who that is? I've mm-hmm. heard Like, something um. like that, basically, oh where we just God. play okay. games and we just sit there and talk for hours. So, basically, what they do, mm-hmm. they just play games, but there's no face cam or anything, and they just talk. But it's hilarious. Ah. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I laugh so hard at them. Like, they're mm-hmm. such funny people.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, never mind. No, but
2: I feel like that episode would be interesting. Because I've never actually played the game. Mm-hmm. And you're really jumpy.
1: I so am. I would probably. It's <gasps> so bad. Oh, you should
0: play Five Nights at Freddy's 4.
1: <laughs> that one's really good.
2: Um.
0: I still, like, can't watch people play that without being scared. Like, I can watch <laughs> the other games and watch people play it and be like...
2: Isn't the fourth, like, everybody agrees it's the scariest yes. one? because yeah. it's
0: terrifying. Whoa. You're this little it kid is. in a room with, like...
2: Yeah. And you go
0: to the door and there's... Sh- it's like every kid's worst fear. When it came out, yeah. it all appealed to, like... Because at that point, uh, Isn't he Scott, the, th- yeah. the creator, had, like...
2: Nightmares w- about it, right? Real li-
0: yeah. Well, he, like... Know, he had nightmares about Bonnie. Do you know the, the yeah. lore behind the fourth game?
2: Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he's in a coma.
0: Yeah, so Mm okay, so basically, it's like at this point in the series, Scott had realized that Mm -hmm. his target audience was a little younger, but it was like it it varied, but it was really popular amongst younger kids. Yeah. At that point, he had realized, well, what's a kid's greatest fear? Obviously, and it's and it's it's being in the (laughs) dark in your room, right? So like at the time when it came out, it was like. It was so scary i didn't even buy it i was yeah. like i can't even buy this i
2: couldn't even watch the
1: videos like even i've never watched f- a gameplay like even of watching it. markiplier oh, yeah, watch yeah. it i was yeah, I've like i only watched <laughs> the theories
2: i no, do it you can
0: like oh, no, you're fine okay growing uh, i this uh, there's not i can't think of a single FNAF fan that didn't grow up watching markiplier's playthrough there's no okay, did you not
2: no i've only recently watched Markiplier. okay to be fair i only watched two of uh, the older ones when i was younger oh. but mark i wasn't a markiplier fan i was a matpat fan so i watch Pat. you know i've never through. seen
0: a n- single okay. video in my life I like watched okay MatPat. i have seen him in other videos and like i know who he is obviously mm-hmm. but i've never watched one of his videos yeah i,
1: I watched Pat Pat before he became like a huge theorist and before he started the fnaf series I watched him when he actually played games. <gasps> yeah, no,
0: same. because I literally remember he was really good. I remember subscribing to Markiplier when he had less than like five hundred thousand. I remember, and it's like when I his look bad first
1: account. No,
0: I remember that too because okay, my brother mm-hmm. watched Markiplier on his original account before I got banned. Right, it's so funny. And he he, he would show involved. me his content and mm-hmm. like we'd watch it together. And then when he got banned, my brother just kind of forgot it. He just didn't like go back. Right, mm-hmm. he didn't look for him. I found him like two years later when he had gained right around Mm -hmm. half a million subs, a little Mm -hmm. under, and I subscribed, and then I was just like, it was crazy to watch him just skyrocket. Like, just...
1: He has evolved into a person that quite literally, you sit, like, he is just a figure Mm. in the gaming world that is amazing. Mm -hmm. He is somebody who genuinely, I would love to like, like, Ethan, he became friends with Mark Mm -hmm. from doing a freaking flip. And he was there.
0: I was there. Did I tell you about that story? Oh my god! So when I I immediately became a Markiplier fan once mm-hmm. I subscribed to him. Oh yeah! I immediately was like a huge fan, and um, once I found out he went to this place called Pax before he was like this big. Sh- he uh-huh. was still when I went to see him. He was still doing um, what are they like uh Q and As with uh, Bob yeah. and Wade? Oh. Do you know who that is now? No. Well, because you're sorry. not a Mark player, yeah. you know who that is. Yes, I know. They're <laughs> really old friends of Mark's, <laughs> oh and they're still friends. But like, oh
1: yeah, I think they've been friends for oh God. Mm-hmm. But years. I remember
0: like being in the back of <laughs> the like auditorium where we were. Small boy. I I remember like <laughs> he was in like the last one, mm-hmm. and it was a huge convention center, and I had to like sprint because they were about to shut the doors, and I was like, so <laughs> glad I didn't miss it. Not oh. this man. And I remember sitting in the back with uh-huh. my mom and. This random guy nobody knew goes up and does a backflip for him, and then a year later he pops up on his channel, and I was like, I know him.
1: And then they literally had a whole year series together.
0: <laughs> Unis Honest was <sighs> just made oh, me
1: oh Unus that's Honus. who Ethan is. Unus. Yes, yes. Unis yeah. Honest
0: is the dude who was with. Yeah. I gotta Mart, say,
1: Unis Honest has got to be one of my favorites, and it literally made me survive COVID because without that. Gone down <laughs> the deep end. See I the um, thing
2: is, I rewatched, a I lot. didn't watch Unis Honest, but it was all over my For You page because Mappad, Markiplier, and all that was yeah. like a part of. Like it was a
0: huge thing. I think mm-hmm. it got almost as many subscribers as Markiplier and Ethan had combined at the time. Yeah, obviously he has much more now because that mm-hmm. was like two. That was two years
1: ago. It's so weird to think it was. See, two my years pandemic
2: videos were Dream SMP. Ah, Stop! I, I went yet. through my Dream
0: SMP phase and I quickly got out of it after I found out what the fandom was like.
2: Yeah, I don't no because I was there before the fandom. Like I was, I was there when Tommy later. in it was I think sixteen or fifteen at the time. Yeah, quite right. literally. This has phase. It is time
0: after for beginning. our very <laughs> special guest, uh-huh. Mr. Lloyd, here to talk about how COVID has affected students and teachers. So we'll be back Whoa. in just two seconds. Yep,
3: we'll, get yep. To that.
1: we'll see you soon have a special guest joining us, um, Mr. Lloyd.
3: Hey everybody. Thank you all for having me. <laughs> of, course. This is exciting. of course. I'm kind of geeking out on this. Oh <laughs> my God, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
1: So um you know everybody in here. Mm-hmm. So except me. Well
0: hi, I'm Abram. <laughs> Abram. Hey, Abram, yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so basically today we're gonna be talking about kind of the pandemic and the effects that it had on teens and not only teens but also teachers. Um, because that was a huge thing. So, Mr. Lloyd, just a couple of questions to start us off, and then yeah. we'll just kind of flow through everything. Okay, perfect. So the first question is kind of, from your perspective, how do you think the pandemic affected teens?
3: Wow. That, I mean, there's, there's a lot in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a teacher, you have lots of interactions with lots of students. I mean, I have every day about 150 people that I have some kind of contact with through coaching or virtual or face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, I think everybody's kind of, I mean, teachers and students, I think we're suffering from the same thing, that one year or two years where we weren't in school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the, um, especially entering high school or that last part of medical, middle school, you learn how to socialize, you learn how to make, you're really making your friend groups that you're mm-hmm. going to have for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um and I think people are missing that. Yeah. And so I, I, I think from a teen's perspective, I've, it's been a long time since I've been a teenager, but <laughs> yeah. finding where you fit in and finding that group that you really connect with, I think it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you haven't had those social interactions to build through those, you know, really awkward middle school yeah. years yeah. into yeah. your awkward high school years. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you haven't had that transition, so you're having mm-hmm. to recreate the wheel. You know, and I think as teachers, you know, we haven't been able to develop those relationships either. So I think that's one thing that we're all in this together.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, do you all have anything to add to that?
3: Well,
2: for us, eighth grade ended abruptly, but like almost halfway over the school year. We did miss like the eighth grade picnic, the eighth grade trip. The eighth grade dance, a lot of things that we're gonna end our year because we weren't gonna see these kids. We we're gonna get separated by two high schools. Uh, East obviously c- reconnects us with those students, but you know, high school changes you for the better or for the worse. So you might not relate to them anymore, mm-hmm. and you might not
3: recognize it in the moment. But yeah. I think more often it is for the better, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. and and you brought up a great point. You know, there's some milestone moments at the end of eighth grade. What if? what if you hit the pandemic at seventh grade and then you didn't even have eighth grade, it was all virtual? Mm -hmm. You feel very disconnected from that community and from that family. And I think one of the hard things about high school is you're combining those middle schools. Mm -hmm. You know, in a small rural area, you've got one middle school feeding the high school and it's very familial. But when you jump into this, you've got a north family and a central family all coming together Mm -hmm. and you have to establish... Like you have to make those new connections. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's really hard. I think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from. Yeah. I yeah. think I think teens have an unfair amount of stuff on their plate right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and um, as teachers, we here at East. We're making a very concerted effort to try to to connect with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we go through it. You're going through it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go through it separately.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's
3: a new high school. It's awkward. Um, we're developing rules as we go along, and it seems mm-hmm. something seem unfair. But that should be all of our goal mm-hmm. is to try to make this a place that we feel connected and and cozy and comfortable in. Yeah, as, as much as you can be cozy and comfortable <laughs> in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: um, okay, so second question is with coming back to school after COVID um, what do you think was the biggest struggle for you as a teacher?
3: Well I'm making um, just being totally totally vulnerable with this. Um, you know I'm moving from middle school to high school mm-hmm. so um, I think moving to high school I, I kind of joked that I thought I was going to get a bunch of uh, baby college kids you know <laughs> yeah. and I, I got a bunch of lost middle schoolers and, and, and I say that kind of in jest, but, you know, finding ways to connect with high schoolers. I mean, I've got high schoolers myself. Well, My son's a senior uh, in high school and my daughter's a junior in college. Um, I think it was a little harder to connect with students than I thought, um, to be fair. And um, but, but I think we're starting to come together. You know, I, I think that. Um, I have more conversations with students in the hallway mm-hmm. and I have more people coming to my class just to hang out and talk and mm-hmm. tell me about their day. And I'm, 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 I I'm, think most of us teachers, we're, we're interested in that. I mean, yeah. that's the connection. Mm-hmm. That's where I can really, you know, be a good coach, give you good advice. Like, like we want to be a part of that. Yeah. That's, that's why yeah. we teach. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that adjustment to high school has been a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then trying to connect with people that are just coming back into school maybe they were homeschooled maybe they were out of school for two years we have students that haven't been in a classroom for two years yeah Mm -hmm. so I can't expect them to know kind of the social norms like how to Mm -hmm. be in a classroom Mm -hmm. it it it, that's that's something that we have to navigate together and I think some teachers would take it for granted Mm -hmm. like you've just you've done it for 20 years the same way why don't these kids get it Mm -hmm. and you don't know what's expected of so, uh, you know, I think that's something that we should revisit early mm-hmm. and often and just have those dialogues. I think yeah. that's what it's all about is opening up a dialogue and being able to look each other in the eye and say, this is what I need.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: This is why I need it. And the other person respect it.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to specifically ask that question because like I know that because me being in your class and everything or having you as a teacher, I've seen you. As students, personally, how they've been doing during everything. And um, I wanted to also hear, like, how have you been doing and everything throughout all of this? And just, you know, generally.
3: Oh, I I appreciate that so much. I I think going into Christmas break, up through Thanksgiving, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. you could see it on teachers' faces. I mean, we were all kind of like, why is this not working? (sighs) Mm -hmm. Something happened. Yeah. between Thanksgiving and Christmas and going into Christmas break I I felt more comfortable being me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know just good old nerdy Mr. Lloyd yeah. you know yeah. and um I kind of let down my guard and I felt like y'all connected with that mm-hmm. um and it's it's been great this this second semester has started off on the right foot and I feel really good about where I'm at now, mm-hmm. um, soccer season soccer uh, soccer season <laughs> <laughs> is uh, starting up, so I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know it's a whole new group of people to connect with, so I'm excited. Everything's on the up and up this half, but you know, the beginning of the year was rough for everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was rough for administration. It was rough for the teachers. It was rough for you guys. Yeah, yeah you definitely. Know? And I don't want mm-hmm. you to feel like we didn't recognize that. We might not have handled everything the best, but we were trying. And Mm -hmm. and I think you need to know that we we were really trying.
1: Yeah, and I, like, personally, like, I'm not speaking for everybody, of course, (laughs) but I do, um, me personally, I appreciate that because I think the hardest thing was coming into a new school. And then I felt like there were times that it wasn't, like, everything wasn't exactly how I thought it would be, but i could tell that there were people who were trying and that mm-hmm. was really nice to see um i will say i know for a fact that like for me towards like thanksgiving um like after thanksgiving break into christmas break um i think what really got to me was grades and just the pressure of keeping it up that it eventually wore me out to the point that i was just i was just so tired that i didn't know if i could keep it up um But do you have any questions? So maybe that
3: was a bounce then. Like you kind of ground down, ground down, Mm -hmm. but then you had that little break and that little bounce. Yeah. You know, that's why fall break is important. Not every school district has a fall break, but Mm -hmm. it lets you set in, grind the gears a little bit, and then you Mm -hmm. get to step back and and reflect. I mean, it's a reflective period. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what helped me Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. You know, coming from a school where everybody knew me, the students coming into my classroom knew. Like, oh, this is that Mr. Lloyd guy we've heard about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You guys don't know me from Adam's house, cat. You really don't know anything about me.
0: And Mm -hmm. you didn't
3: have any expectations, Mm -hmm. you know. So I was just another face. And I think students went through that, too. Mm -hmm. You were just, like, you know, a number or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, So now we're starting to know each other and develop those relationships, so. It's exciting. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the second semester is going to be great, and that's going to set the foundation for next year, and I'm really excited what's going to mm-hmm. come for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too.
1: Do you have any questions, like, specific- specifically for any It's of good to
3: know I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> no. all have stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: we all struggle with speaking English yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, do you have any questions, like, for us or for, honestly, the student body in general or for teens?
3: You know, reach out and connect. I mean, you hear that connect, collaborate and care mm-hmm. and you think, oh, you know, <laughs> and be yeah. better in everybody's eyes. I can hear them rolling in their head. <laughs> but I think it's really important to take that stuff um, seriously and really connect with it. And, um, you know, reach out, be vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. get your friend group close, people that you don't know, get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get to build this community once. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you get to build it the first time once. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a place, mm-hmm. you know, and we can build kind of like a little mini society without these really defined clicks. Yeah. We get one chance at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about the possibilities, and I'm excited yes. that you guys are doing this. This is, this yeah. is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really cool, and I think this is a bridge for that dialogue to start. I'm yeah. excited you're doing it.
1: Yes. Um, you guys are awesome. So before <laughs> we close out, I just wanted to say, Thank you, Mr. Lloyd, for yes, joining us today and mm-hmm. talking with us, because this is a really good session. I loved it. Um, I, hope I did, too. You guys did, too. I hope everyone yeah. listening enjoyed it. Yes. I, I hope people d- I know we are
0: going to start
2: to listen to this podcast, because yes. that's kind of the breaking point. If people are going to listen to mm-hmm. it yeah. and if people don't i don't know what will happen yeah but we're hoping on the positive yeah yes um and
3: if somebody could send me a link to whatever that intro music was i was kind of vibing so <laughs> I, I just <laughs> i'm i, I like <laughs> i, I yeah, love okay. music mm-hmm. i course. have a really big spotify <laughs> catalog Same. so yes yes like yes, I think yes. we can all this on playlist yes. so i'll agree with that hey one. I, I would thank you for having me okay. of, course. of course and um Know good luck with the show. I hope I get to <laughs> come back sometime. Yes, yeah, really thank you for now. being
2: our first yes. guest. Yes, yes thank, thank you, special so much. honor. <coughs> yes. yes.
3: Um,
1: I will say another thing before we go. Um, mm-hmm. we do have an Instagram. We also have our Spotify. Our Instagram is unlabeled um, underscore podcast. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then um, our podcast. Our podcast is the same Spotify. thing, and
2: it's all um lowercase.
1: Yes, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. So. So and the trailer is already out. Um, we will probably post um, something. We have a link on our Instagram for it already, and we'll probably post something on our stories just to so you all keep an update. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, but everybody, have a great day. This is your host Emma signing off. State, um,
3: state. Yay.